Thanks, Beck. We are launching straight into 2 Timothy this morning. If you've got uh, a phone with the Bible app on there, I encourage you to follow along. We're looking at chapter 1. I will have it up on the screen. I love the introduction to this book. It's written at a difficult time. Paul was in prison. Uh, there was division and dissension and challenges in the church. There are bunch of kind of fringe theories getting talked about in Ephesus. And Paul writes to a young leader in Timothy to tell him, in this time, here's how God would like you to live. I don't know about you, but that strikes me relevant to where we're at at the moment. There's uh, not a lot of clarity. I, I speak to a lot of people, and there's a really wide range of and uh, challenges at the moment that we're facing in the world that we're not exactly sure how to um, deal with as faithful followers of Jesus. And this is uh, Paul writing to Timothy to say to him, here's what to do in this time. So um, this morning I'm just going to share the word of God with you. Um, What I'd ask, though, is that you would switch on your hearts and your minds. This is really relevant. I believe that God wants to speak to us through this, so pay attention particularly to what he has to say to you. Um, Like I said, I love the intro. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, in keeping with the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my dear son, grace, mercy, and peace, Father, and Christ Jesus our Lord. Paul a leader to church, in the church, and just says to him, my dear son. I, I love that introduction. I, I hope you hear these words too. Uh, these are not just words written by Paul to Timothy. They are words in the Bible written from God to us. My dear son. That is God's address to you. Uh, whoever you are, I hope you hear these words. My dear son, uh, you can be in there as well. I, I think, uh, yep, let's move on. Uh, you, know, you know which uh, <laughs> you need. Uh, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. My dear son or daughter, Grace, mercy, and peace. Grace, this uh, unconditional love. Mercy, this unconditional forgiveness. And peace, this unshakable blessing. This is what God is giving to you, wants for you, addresses to you. My dear child, grace, mercy, and peace. It's such an encouraging introduction. It continues. I thank God, who I serve as my ancestors did with a clear conscience, as day and night, I constantly remember you in my prayers. Recalling your tears, I long to see you, so that I may be filled with joy. I'm reminded of your sincere faith, which lived in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I'm persuaded now lives in you also. It's not often that we get to talk about a Lois or a Eunice, so that's that's pretty exciting in and of itself. But um, it's not easy to see in English, actually. This is one of the 
situations where English lets us down. Um, also, I find my English lets me down around spelling pretty much all the time. But um, English is a difficult language. I thank God the very start of this paragraph is partnered up with um, your sincere faith. The, the flow of this passage, and Paul likes to go off on tangents, as I do as well. He says, I thank God for you remembering your sincere faith. It's such a great phrase, your sincere faith. This idea of your authentic, genuine, uh, true faith that you have. I thank God for that. In other words, you truly love and trust God. And I'm so thankful for that. In contrast to some of the Ephesians that we'll get to later in the letter, who use faith as a way of pushing their own agenda, or um, who love themselves and use faith as a way of being hypocritical and trying to get what they want. In contrast to that, Timothy genuinely loves God and wants to honour and serve him. That is his sincere faith. And because of that, Paul's thankful. Paul, Timothy, I thank you that your faith is like this. Because of that, you are my dear son in the faith. And you're following the example of your mother and your grandmother. He says, Timothy, you've seen what this looks like. You've seen what sincere faith means. Uh, I've been away from Glen Osmond for three weeks. Now, it seems like longer than that in some ways. I've really missed you. Uh, it's good to be back, and it's nice to feel like I've missed you as well. And part of the reason I've missed you is because I know you here. I know your sincere faith. I know that this is a group of people who gather together, build our empires, not to try and manipulate God into giving us what we want, but who come together because we genuinely want to love and serve and follow Jesus. We have a sincere faith that we want to live out. I love that. I, um, I thank God, actually, for the people in my life who've been an example of this. And I thank God that you have people in your life an example of this too. Maybe not necessarily in your family. It might be those Christian parents that have come alongside you. It might be your small group leaders. It may be your peers. Um, it's good to be back amongst you because... You are my dear sons, daughters, brothers, sisters, mothers, and fathers in the faith. And I thank God for you as well. Grace, mercy, and peace to you. I thank God for your sincere faith. And then he goes on. For this reason, because of your sincere faith, because you're my dear son, because you've seen it lived out, for this reason... I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of hands. For the spirit God gave us doesn't make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. During lockdown, um, our family, uh, one of the things was clean out our wardrobes. We uh, fully Marie Kondoed our wardrobe. I was going to show you a picture of my, uh, my T-shirt drawer, 
but I thought that was like crossing a line and <laughs> probably letting you in a little bit too much. We didn't love lockdown. It, it was, you know, but we made the best of it. And when you're making the best of things, one of the things that is good to do is sense of those things that are under your control and what you can do in the future. And so cleaning our wardrobes was a bit like that. It was like, right, we've got this time. Let's get set. Let's get prepared so that when we come out of this, we know where our socks are. Uh, probably, uh, yeah, we were following some advice from Nicholas Spuria there as well. When you're clear on what you're here to do and what's going to be helpful, it makes it really easy, well, not really easy, it makes it easier to live in challenging times. When you've got some sense of what I should be focused on, it helps you in challenging times. And that's what Timothy does here. He says, uh, that's what Paul does here. He says to Timothy, you have grace, you have mercy, you have peace. They are things that you already have. You have a sincere faith. Now fan it into flames. Clean your sock drawer. Get prepared. Focus on it. Grab hold of that thing that is important and run with it. Seek the spirit and build power love and self-discipline. Uh, I don't like this, but the Spirit of God brings power. I know that power is almost a dirty word in our Western world. We don't like that idea of power because we know it can be manipulated, particularly in Australia. We're very suspicious of power and leadership. But Paul says to Timothy, through Jesus Christ, you have the power of God. The Holy Spirit lives in you. You have power and authority that comes from God. When you speak, you speak the words of God. When you walk in step with God, you are his representative. You can call on his power and his authority, and even the gates of hell won't stand against you. You have that power within you. Grow in it. Fan it into flame. Uh, Grow in spiritual power. Develop it. Seek it. And as you do, grow in love. Because the power that God gives us is power for others in love. As displayed in Jesus, who, being in very nature, gave himself and became nothing. He used his power for the good of those around him. Grow in power. Grow in love. And likewise, grow in self-discipline. Uh, here's the thing about power. Power without love is destructive. Love without power is ineffective. But power and love used together, along with self-discipline and wisdom, they will transform the world. So Paul says to Timothy, right now in this difficult time, the thing that you can do It's grow in the power of God, grow in the love of God, and grow in the wisdom and self-discipline that comes from the Spirit. All right, I'm going to... Is that... uh, That's needed, Becky? (laughs) uh, We want to... Our kids' leaders, uh, not too much time. (laughs) 
And because uh, we're not bringing the kids back into worship with us, we need to keep it pretty quickly. So let me just quickly go through the last uh, part of the chapter. So um, Paul gives a great long um, description of how much he suffered for the gospel. He talks about the grace and he talks about being appointed as a herald. The thing that I want to talk, draw your attention to is what was said in the video. Paul says to Timothy, don't be ashamed of me. The way I'm living my life is actually reflecting the way that Jesus lived his life. And what I want you to do is imitate me. Follow my example. Rather than being ashamed of me, follow in my footsteps and do the things that you've seen me do. Join with me in serving God, as it says. Um, I think, yep, anyway. Um, As leaders, um, this is something, uh, we've got small group leaders. Each and every one of you is a leader here. God has given you authority over something and someone. I'd love you to think about what that is. But what we do as leaders is we say, imitate me as I imitate Jesus. This is what Paul says to Timothy. He says, you've seen me live out what it looks like to follow Jesus. I want you to follow my example. You'll then learn how to do it well and um, how to do it in a context that you're in. And then you invite others to follow your example and learn from you how to follow Jesus here. That's what we do as leaders. We say to people, I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm going to imitate those who've gone ahead, the Eunices and the Loises in my life. I'm going to learn from them how to follow Jesus here and now. I'm going to practice what they practice and do what they do. But I'm also going to set an example for those coming after me of what faithful, sincere faith looks like here and now. Because we live in strange times at the moment. We need wisdom. I don't think we've ever faced a world like this before. There's lots of new things that we're facing. But the Spirit of God is living and active and gives us wisdom, self-control, grace and peace to live well in this time. So look to those who are living well, imitate their example, and then set an example that those coming up can follow, particularly our kids and our life. The final thing that Paul says, what you've heard from me, keep as a pattern of sound teaching with faith and love in Christ Jesus. Guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. So the final point is guard the truth. Uh, The good deposit here that he's talking about is the gospel. It's the truth and teaching of Jesus. Um, He's saying in that, in um, the gift of the word of God, in the teaching of Jesus, we have an incredible treasure. So treasure it. Guard it. Um, We know who we are and who Jesus is and how we are to live. It isn't some set of dead rules that we have. We have the living word of God and the teaching of Jesus, the example of his life. In it, we have wisdom, so guard it. Hold on to it. 
because lots of people want to dis distort it. There are lots of influences in this world that will try and undermine that treasure and take it away and attack it. So guard it. Paul says, um, hold on. Hold on to the truth that you've been taught. Be wise. Um, part of that wisdom is knowing the time too. So um, just as I finish up, the question I want to put back to you is, what time is it for you in your life? Is it a time for guarding and just holding on? Um, one of the, the encouragements I had, had to families that I didn't really get to share was during lockdown, survival is an okay goal. <laughs> Do you know, there are times when just making it through is success. But God doesn't call us to just survive. There are times when he wants us to flourish and grow and fan into flame things and develop. And I've got a sense that maybe we're heading into a time where that needs to be our mode of living. Maybe not quite yet, but maybe God's invitation to you is, how do you fan into flames? How do you use your gifts? How do you focus on the things that actually matter and see fruit? And sometimes it's, uh, it's about uh, looking up and seeing who is around you, who you should invest in, who you should imitate, with learning from them as well. So sometimes it's a time for just holding on. Sometimes it's a time for growth and development. And sometimes it's a time for just going out there and smashing things and getting things done and being fruitful. What time is it? for you right now? What is the word of God and the challenge of God for you this morning? Because God is faithful. His spirit is powerful. He is with us. And he's called us to live as his people, to imitate Jesus and invite others to imitate us. Why don't we, uh, why don't we pray together? Lord Jesus, thank you for the gift that we have in your word. Thank you for the spirit that you've given us that is a spirit of power, love, and self-discipline. Lord, we pray that we might know the time that we're in, that we might hold on to your truth, that we might not get knocked about by various uh, things that would uh, move us away from your truth, that we wouldn't be discouraged, that in this time we would hold on to the things that really matter. Lord, too, we pray that we would grow, that we would develop, uh, that we would follow the example of wise people around us and that we'd be a wise example to those in our lives. And Lord, we pray that we wouldn't just uh, endlessly prepare, but that we would get on with doing the good things that you've called us to, that we'd fan into flame the gift of the Spirit, that we'd move with you, that we'd see you work with power, that we'd see your love transform people and that you'd call us to do new things. Lord Jesus, have your way in us and encourage us and teach us and prepare us uh, through your word as we go through to Timothy and as your people as we go into this second half of the year. Move us, help us, work powerfully through us, we pray. Amen.